Chapter Fifteen of Campfire Girls in the Country by Stella M. Francis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Leanne Howlett. Hazel figures it out. For fully a minute after the last sound of the gun battle a short distance from the camp of the Campfire Girls died away, Hazel Edwards and her aunt sat gazing at each other with fear-blanched countenances. Not that they were in great dread of the infliction of any personal harm upon them, for there was probably only a remote possibility of anything of that sort, but circumstances of this character usually compel in witnesses a vague kind of awe and strike an inharmonious gamut of chills that wither the human soul even where the likelihood of physical injury is remote. The sounds of the disturbance had one very effective result in the tent occupied by Hazel and Mrs. Hutchins. It drove from their minds all thoughts of the conversation in which they were engaged. Aunt Hannah's story remained unfinished at the critical point of where it was interrupted, and the only evidence furnished to her audience of one that she was not drowned immediately after the breaking of the springboard was the fact that she was there to tell the story. My, wasn't that terrible? Hazel exclaimed at last, as if she had just been able to catch her breath. It's as mysterious as it was terrible, Aunt Hannah replied. I can't imagine what could be the occasion of such an affair. That yell was simply blood-curdling. I believe I can make a pretty good guess as to what it means, Hazel said, brightening up a little. Probably a couple of tramps sought shelter from the storm in that old log building and got into a fight. There's just one objection I have to that theory, Mrs. Hutchins replied. Tramps, as a rule, don't carry automatic pistols. "'How do you know those were automatics?' asked Hazel, not a little astonished at her aunt's shrewdness. "'Because of the rapidity with which they were discharged. I'm something of a firearm expert, Hazel, since my husband died and I've had so much property to protect, with only servants as companions.' They lapsed into quiet for a few moments and listened intently for further sounds indicating the results of the battle, but none came. The only sounds they heard were those produced by the falling rain and the conversation among the girls in the other tents, undoubtedly concerning the wild and mysterious disturbance in the vicinity of the abandoned rustic hotel. If it weren't for the danger of revealing our presence to the persons who took part in that duel, I'd call out to the other girls and ask if everything were all right with them, Mrs. Hutchins remarked presently. Oh, Auntie, exclaimed Hazel, as an interesting idea came to her suddenly. I believe I have the real explanation of that shooting affair. I bet anything it was a fight among some of those Fourth of July pickpockets who couldn't agree over the division of their loot. Why, Hazel! returned her aunt eagerly. I really believe you've struck the truth. Hazel was delighted at the hearty acceptance of her theory. In her eagerness, she was impelled to supplement her surmise with something more that was equally interesting. And maybe, she said, one of those men over there has in his possession that valuable letter that you lost. Don't you think we ought to get out of here as soon as this heavy rain slacks up a little? Return to your house and telephone to the police? 
We ought to get some officers down here before daylight. Those men are probably staying in that old building during the night, and will undoubtedly leave in the morning. That's a good idea, Mrs. Hutchins replied. I tell you what we'll do meanwhile. We'll sleep in shifts until it stops raining. You lie down and sleep for an hour or two, and I'll keep watch for a slackening of the storm. If it doesn't slow up by, say, ten-thirty o'clock, I'll call you and then lie down for a while myself. No, Auntie, Hazel objected. I'll take the first watch. I'm not the least bit sleepy. I have some magazines here that I'd like to read anyway. Aunt Hannah was really tired as a result of her exertions during the day, and it was not hard to induce her to yield to this modification of her plan. As she lay down on one of the cots, Hazel remarked, I wish I could talk with the girls in the other tents. They must have been alarmed at those terrible sounds. If we could all get together and reassure each other that we are all right, no doubt everybody in this camp would rest better until morning. We'll visit them all before we go back to the house to telephone to the police, Mrs. Hutchins replied. I have an idea for improving the efficiency and convenience of our camp, Hazel said as she turned the leaves of a periodical she had just picked up. Do you know what made me think of it? It's a telephone advertisement in this magazine. Why shouldn't we install a telephone system in our camp? I don't believe it would cost much, and we could have lots of fun with it. Besides, what a convenience it would be right now. Why didn't we ever think of it before? Necessity is the mother of invention, you know, Aunt Hannah reminded with a smile. Yes, and sleep is a necessity of rest. Now, Auntie, you go right to sleep and forget about telephones and everything else. I'll wake you when I get sleepy or when it stops raining. End of chapter 15